What is identity to you? Is it who you see yourself as or how others see you? Or maybe a combination of both? Identity can be difficult to understand. Although we usually say things about one's identity, no one gives it a second thought. In times of COVID-19, we have all found our, our new selves and maybe even picked up a new interest, adding to the multiple things we can identify ourselves as or with. To kick off season two of Groovy Girls, we wanted to let people tell their own story of how they identify themselves and who they are. In the first half of this two-part episode, Ella and I will be talking with my friend Caroline, who is a senior at Northwood High School, the president of Cool to Be Kind, and a member of the LGBTQ community. Caroline will be talking about her identity and how coming out has affected her life and who she feels she can be. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode to hear Caroline's story and the insight she provides into the life of being part of the LGBTQ community and the experiences along with conflict she has faced. Caroline introduces herself and the many things she does to advocate for people in the LGBTQ community, specifically the clubs at Northwood, Cool to Be Kind, and a Gay Straight Alliance or GSA club called Pride. Hi, my name is Caroline Puckett. I am a senior in high school at Northwood. Um, I'm the president of Cool to Be Kind, an anti-bullying club at our high school. I'm also the president of our LGBT GSA club. Um, pride at Northwood so those are two of my like biggest um, morals I guess you could say is like standing up for human rights and standing up against bullies because uh, those are just two major factors in my life that I really care about and I feel like for bullying like being somebody who can always be kind is something that's super important in my upbringing And it's especially important to be kind to minorities and people who are dealing with more than a lot of other people, um, like the people in the LGBT community. So those are those are some important parts. Is there one word that you would describe yourself as? We asked Caroline if she could describe herself in one word, what would it be? She then told us that it would be strong. She then follows up that even when she is crying, she is strong, not weak, and that people also have strength although sometimes it is not realized due to society. I feel like I always say that I'm strong. I think I'm a really strong person. The amount of things that have been thrown at me and that I've had to go through, like from a child all the way up into, you know, 18 years old, 17 years old, like I've gone through a lot and some of it has been really bad, but there have been some really, really great aspects of my life that I feel like have all collectively like made me a stronger person. And whenever I'm like, you know, (laughs) like crying or like having a breakdown, I'm like, I I pick myself up again and I'm like, look, Caroline, you're strong and you can stand, you can stand up against what's happening and you can fight for yourself because I, I just have so much worth. And I believe that I can fight for others. I can fight for myself. And to do that, I need to be strong. So even if I'm crying, I'm not weak. I'm, I'm strong. So I think that that would be a pretty good word for me. People will always say that, like, if you cry all the time, like you're being a weakling or like you need to man up or you're sensitive. And it's just, it's so frustrating because crying has been something that's actually really, really helpful for me. It's like a release. It's something that, that you can, you can let yourself out and express yourself through that. And sometimes you need a good cry. So 
I feel like it makes me stronger every time I cry because I, I always realize something that's going on in the situation that's affecting me at hand. I have a lot of strength and I think that a lot of people also have strength, but they don't see it because of those stereotypes, um, which is so frustrating. Connecting to the strength she holds, she also describes her feelings regarding her ability to be her true, authentic self. I constantly am pondering this. I feel like I am very true to myself, but at the same time, like, when I'm around specific people, I feel like I need to filter myself. Like, for example, when I'm around my distant, like, relatives and cousins and whatnot, they don't know that I'm gay and that I have a girlfriend. Um, and I don't think that they will ever get to know that unless, you know, come to find that I marry her. <laughs> like, I don't think that they're going to know unless we get engaged or something. But I don't I don't talk about that. They're always like, who's the new guy? Who's your boyfriend? And it's like, I don't get to talk about that kind of stuff because I know that they wouldn't like it and they wouldn't approve. And I feel like it's more respectful to them and myself if I just don't bring it up because... I'm not going to cause an issue or an argument. I'm not the kind of person to create a battle over something that I know is true and right and okay. And I don't need them to approve of that because at the end of the day, their opinion doesn't necessarily matter to what I end up doing with my life. Um, so I think that I'm pretty true to myself, even if I have to put a filter on for other people. I'm authentic and I'm exquisite and fun and interesting and I don't necessarily have to do it for other people I'm not acting a specific way for other people I'm acting for myself and thinking about like what good does this do for me Caroline shared with us that a part of her family is unaware of her being a member of the LGBTQ plus community we asked her to talk a little bit about how this has affected her relationship with them. It definitely has. Um, I've always had a weird relationship with that family, that side of my family, because I mean, like, they're different. I don't even see them that often, so I don't find it that big of a deal. But when I do see them, it is kind of frustrating to kind of have to, like, hide this side of myself, especially with my grandma. She doesn't, she thinks that I'm not perfect. Um, and I feel like she has a lot of favor for my cousin who is perfect. Um, and it's just frustrating because like me and my cousin are two opposites, completely different. Like she's like a musician for like 80 different pieces of instruments. And I mean, I could do the same thing, but like, I'm not going anywhere with that because I'm an artist, but like, she like sings and she has a GPA of like five <laughs> and my GPA oh. is like 3.9. And it's just like, like we're, we're close enough to where like I could be at her level, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there yet. And it's, it's frustrating because every time I go and see her, she'll talk about my cousin and all the great things she's doing and it makes me wonder does she do this about me and I don't know mm -hmm. but I feel like if she found out that I had a girlfriend or that I was like this active member in an LGBT club or a community in general she wouldn't know how to respond or react at all she it would probably just you know degrade the way that she already thinks of me and I don't I don't like that and I don't want it to be that way but I just I feel like 
my family is so traditional in the way that they think. And I don't think that they would respect that. And they probably think it was a joke. And so I wouldn't want to talk to them. I wouldn't want to tell them, which is probably why I haven't yet. I mean, it was hard Mm -hmm. enough to come out to my parents and, you know, have that fear of my Catholic father, like shunning me and my, my Methodist mom to not want to be around me. But like, neither of them really cared, which made me feel okay. And also not. So I don't know, I feel like it was a journey enough to come out to my, my family, like, right there. But I don't think I even need to take the step to go to my relatives, because at the end of the day, they're not living with me every day. Following Caroline's story about coming out to her family and friends, we then asked her if she had any advice for those who are afraid to come out to their parents due to what they may think or what society will say. She emphasizes the importance of remembering the truth of who you are and to not let that fear affect it. A little advice would just be to think about what you need as a person. Like, just try to, like, sit back and think about yourself for a minute because when you're constantly worrying about what's going to happen and what they're going to think and what they think of you already and all of the different opinions that are going to be thrown at you once you come out. Like once you start thinking about all of that, you are just going to be in this whirlwind of anxiety and fear of the inevitable. And that is like, it's scary. The inevitable is so scary, but eventually you're going to have to accept yourself by sharing with other people what they should just accept it's it's a normal thing now like 2016 we had gay marriage and now we're here and it's 2021 people need to just get over it be progressive and understand that there are gay people (laughs) gay people exist it's not some myth or a conspiracy it's it's normal these are normal people that exist in the world it's a whole community like i don't think that it's fair for somebody to to degrade another person because of that so if you're really scared of coming out to those people around you just have that little bird in the back of your head saying like yeah, they might hate it, but that does not change the truth that that's who you are and that at the end of the day, you cannot change that. That's just who you are. You you were born this way. Maybe you found out like after you were born, but like this is your story. You You are the main character. You know, you are living in your body and your life and you shouldn't live through agony because you're trying to take care of somebody else's needs because they don't accept a human right. You, you shouldn't let other people affect how you act. And yeah, it's scary. It's so dangerous for us too. But at the end of the day, you have this huge community that takes care of you and is there for you. There's just so many places that you can go to reach out. If you can't reach out to your family or if you're scared or it's unsafe, that's okay. I'm not forcing you to come out. Just talk to other people that you know you can trust because you never want to be alone in this world because it's so scary to be alone. Being in high school or just in a large setting with people your age can be very difficult from being in middle school to high school or even in college. 
While some people may feel confident and have never faced bullying, others constantly face bullying about who they identify themselves with or maybe something they enjoy. Caroline shares with us her experiences at Northwood High School and how she feels she is treated amongst her peers. Northwood has been pretty kind to me. At least the administration has been. I mean, they don't shun me and they don't hate me because I have a girlfriend or because I lead the the GSA. They're not mean to me. I think it's more so the kids that don't understand and don't know like what to do with the idea that they they have to go to school with me. Like I think I got into witchcraft during quarantine and I think that if if I was at school and had got into witchcraft, I think I would be bullied like every day. And I would I expect that <laughs> like cuz of, you know, witch hunts and all that, but like like being gay I've been like we've been new <laughs> that's something that's that's been occurring since like middle school so I feel like I have to kind of deal with the fact that people don't like it but at the same time like I'm allowed to stand up for myself and if they treat me wrong then I just I just have to stand up for myself because that's what I am I'm an activist not just for me but for other people too um, which is why I lead the anti-bullying club and the GSA, because why would I let these you know, communities suffer when I, such a good leader that I really think I'm a good advocate for, am there to lead? So I don't know. I just feel like, they're con- like they constantly want to bring us down and say that we're losers or that we're weak because we're part of this group that they're not used to or that they don't understand but you don't have to you know hate on something because you don't get it that's like when people say i hate math because i don't understand the subject like you don't have to hate it i know it's frustrating sometimes and it's not what you're used to or that you're learning palabras and you don't know what that is but that doesn't mean that like the subject is horrible i mean i use math every day so just you don't have to understand it, but you have to accept it because it's it's part of your life. The kids at school can't bully me and, you know, call me the F slur, which I have been called many a times. They can't do that because it's a slur and it's not okay. And they have to go to school with me. And they have to go to school with a billion other people who are either out openly or they're closeted. Their best friend might be closeted and they don't even know. I've I've been friends with quite popular people in my days at Northwood who have no idea that I'm gay or that my friends are gay. And then they find it out and they're like, whoa, what? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you were judging the whole time, weren't you? And then you find it out and you're like, whoa, wait, my best friend for six years? is gay it's just insane to me that people are so appalled when they find that kind of stuff out but it's literally it's just another part of life so I don't think that they have any room to really talk about it because everybody's story is different you know Currently, a few new TV shows and movies have been released where characters are members of the LGBTQ plus community, although most of the time they are the main characters. Caroline talks about how the lack of representation of members of the LGBTQ plus community in movies and TV shows makes her feel. 
Providing a new insight, she comments that oftentimes these movies and shows make the LGBTQ plus character the main character, instead of making it something normal where a character just fits in with the rest of the fellow members. I think, in my personal opinion, I think it's better when they slide characters into shows and movies just like nonchalantly like yes i think it is amazing when they make the main character gay and the whole storyline is about them coming out or them transitioning or something like this that and the other i love it when they do that like what what was it called love simon that movie was awesome (laughs) that was a good movie i liked the way that they did it but there are some things that i wish that they didn't do but like in all honesty i feel like just having a show and them just being like here's a character that's gay but we're not going to make it this stereotypical gay person that has a high-pitched voice and like says yas queen like we don't we don't need to have that we can just have a regular gay person who dates a specific you know gender and it's normal and we don't have to make the whole show about it i think that that is more accepting and nonchalant and inclusive than like a whole movie about it and that's just me but like for my girlfriend I'm sure my girlfriend would say like oh I love like I love it when they they put a movie out and it's completely about the person who's in the LGBT community and they're going through their journey with us and like we get to see it like that's that's more helpful for straight people to or you know cishet people to go through it and watch it and be like wow Like, I had no idea that this was something that people go through that is not me. Like, that's crazy. Those are good for education and educating people who don't understand our community. But for us, for me, in the community, I feel like just watching a movie, like, and then you just throw in a character that's gay, that's just awesome. Because it's like, I always get so excited about it. I'm like, oh my god, he's gay. Like, that's that's like my excitement is just seeing that, like, this person is part of the LGBT community, but they don't make it a big deal because it shouldn't have to be a big deal because it's a normal thing, you know? Like, it's a a normal aspect of everyday life now. We're in 2021. Like, people should just be accepting it and not have to make it such a ginormous deal. I, I literally hate it when people are like, oh, yeah, so, Caroline, you're bisexual, right? In front of, like, 80 people and I'm like I'm like well yeah oh, no. bye but like maybe I didn't want that specific person to know like you outed me in front of a bunch of people that maybe I didn't need to be out to and no I'm not closeted and I'm not uncomfortable about my sexuality like some people are in our community but like I feel like it's more nonchalant in movies and stuff to just like just like have somebody in there Continuing on the topic of the lack of representation of the LGBTQ plus community in TV shows and movies, Caroline talks about what her ideal movie or scene in a film would be. My my fantasy dream movie would be like a jock and he's going through, I don't know, football season and he gets off the field after practice and he's like walking with his his girlfriend and she's with her other guy friend who's also on the football team and he's walking with his boyfriend but they don't say anything like oh yeah 
how are you two gay men? <laughs> they don't they don't have to say that <laughs> because you just can see like with the guy's arm around the other guy and he like gives him a kiss on the head and he's like, nice play today, bud. And he's like, thanks. And he was like, yeah, you, did a, you had a really good shot or whatever, you know, sports. Like it would be cool if it was just so normal like that. We talked with Caroline specifically about her story of coming out to her parents and friends and how it affected her life. She elaborates on coming out specifically with her experience of how people responded. I didn't really know that I was gay through all of elementary school up until maybe fifth grade. That's when I feel like that was the moment of truth for me. But even then, I wasn't experimenting with other girls like, I, I had never had a girlfriend before. All I've had are friends that are girls. And, you know, girls are so, it's so hard to understand if a girl likes you like, like a friend or likes you like a, a partner. It's really hard to figure out. And I'm sure a lot of other girls can relate to that who are gay. They can understand that, oh my God, like, it's, it's so hard. Like, does this girl, like, just want to hug me and, like, give me a kiss because, like, we're girls? Or does she want to hug me and give me a kiss because she likes me? And it's, it's the most frustrating thing, especially as a bi girl, because you're like, I don't know if this girl is my friend or, like, what's going on? But anyway, all of my friends were girls. I was friends with boys, too. But a lot of my friends were girls. And I was so like they were so pretty but I just shared my affection in like the way that most girls share their affection to their friends they'd say oh you're so pretty or oh you look so pretty or like let's hang out and have a sleepover and like cuddle but like it was like different for me I guess like it felt different for me but I I didn't talk about it I didn't feel anything about it I didn't have the realization that it was different until about like sixth grade Fifth grade, I was just like, oh, like, I really appreciate the women in my life. And then sixth grade, I was like, mm, wow, <laughs> this is completely different than I thought. <laughs> so I think in sixth grade, that's when I really realized that, like, something was going on in my body that I didn't really, like, choose to, like, look at. Because I knew it was there and it wasn't like I was hiding it or in embarrassed or ashamed. But that was there. Like, it was always there. Um, and I remember, like, my best friend, she doesn't go to school with us anymore, but my best friend at the time, she chose to bully me all the time in front of everybody um, with my other friends. I had, like, a, gr a friend group of, like, mm -hmm. five people, and all of them liked to bully me and bully each other and talk about each other behind each other's backs. But we were all best friends, and it was the worst. It was the most toxic situation and I've been in toxic situations many and that was a very toxic situation and they used to call me lesbian as a as like an insult like all the time and when I was younger I had not been able to experiment with my side of like you know being bisexual so when they called me lesbian, I took it as an insult. And I was like, no, that's not me. Don't call me that. That's so bad. 
like all these all these things were they were making me so upset because like they were call it was like they were calling me the f slur like that's how bad it was affecting me because it felt like I was being called something that I wasn't um and it made me uncomfortable and so I reacted in the way that anyone would when they're being bullied I was like stop like I don't like that like please don't call me that and I cried you know all the time about it um and it was frustrating because they would tell everybody that but like that's not that's not how I identified and it isn't to this day how I identify um and it so it was just very frustrating but once I had started experimenting with other girls in my school who were definitely closeted um and I didn't you know out them or anything and I don't um I was experimenting with these girls and I finally was understanding that like, yeah, I'm bi, but like, it's not something that I need to claim because like, I guess I kind of already knew, like I didn't have some sort of realization. Everybody always talks about how like, it was this moment in the shower, like, like it was 742 <laughs> PM. And it's like, I didn't have that kind of realization. I just, it's just always been there. And then at some point I kissed a girl and I was like, okay that's new and then I just moved on um but my friends just like they just started knowing I don't know I don't even remember how they found out but I had a girlfriend at one point and like the whole school found out when I told her I didn't want anybody to know and it wasn't a huge ordeal but it was just kind of like oh man now everybody knows that I was dating a girl and it was just weird but like I didn't like it kind of just like diffused on its own like there wasn't a huge deal about it but then like once I got into high school I like claimed myself and became this like gay icon and I I decided that I would be a part of the LGBT club and then the leaders of my LGBT club left the club and stopped taking care of it. So then it was just all the members would show up and sit in a room for 20 minutes. And then we would all go home. And it was really weird. And I didn't understand what was going on. So I decided that I would I would boycott the old leaders. And I would re-revolutionize the club and make it my own. And so I did that. And then the club became what it is today. Which is a GSA. And... It's awesome, and I love it. Um, but I like I think that that was my own way of claiming my coming out like more publicly in my own way, because you know, in like seventh and eighth grade, when people were just outing me to be funny, i I didn't really get to like say, "I'm gay and everybody be happy for me." So when I took over the LGBT club, I that was my way of being like guys I'm bisexual and I'm proud and I'm running this club now at high school so I think that that was me coming out to school when I had to come out to my parents it was really really scary because I was afraid that my dad would not let me live with him anymore because he's super catholic like he he went to school in a nunnery like like with with nuns so oh like gosh. i was like this man is never going to accept me for who i am and i was terrified to tell him i was more more so okay with telling my mom but i was still scared to tell her because we never really had that close of a bond anyway so i don't know how she would have felt about it but i had just recently broken up with my boyfriend and i had just found out that i was in love with my best friend 
and she was in love with me too. And we were like, what do we do? Because I am not gay openly to my parents and I'm not going to hide her. Like she's, you know, something in my pocket, like she's my girlfriend and I don't want to hide her. So before we became together, I was like, I have to come out first. Like I have to come out to my parents. I'm not going to hide you. So it was this huge, like, when's it going to happen ordeal. And I just like, I had to figure it out for myself. And one day my mom was driving me home from school. Actually, I think I was driving. Yeah, I was driving us home from Northwood. And I was like, mom, can I talk to you about something? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I just, I've been really scared to talk to you about it. And I don't want you to be mad at me. Like I said, I don't want you to be mad at me because I have this relationship with my parents where like, if I do something or say something wrong or different that they don't agree with they get really angry with me and passive aggressive with me and I was worried that that's what was going to happen about me coming out as bi I don't know why but I was worried they were going to be like Caroline that's wrong (laughs) but that but that's not what happened I told her I was like I like guys and girls and I'm bisexual and I I've thought that for a while and I wanted to tell you but I was afraid that you'd be mad at me so I never brought it up because I didn't know how you guys would react. And she was like, okay. And she was like, well, I don't have any problem with that. And she was like, she told me that no matter what, like, I don't have to, I don't have to understand what that's like, but I do have to accept you and love you. Like, I don't have to like what you do, but I do have to love you. And, you know, she tied it to God or whatever. And, you know, made this thing where she was Mm -hmm. like, like, God loves everyone and and I love you and I'm not going to you know be mad at you because that's who you are and she was like hell what if I like girls and I was like that's so that's so funny mom she was like I mean it's just like that's just who you are so I'm not going to be mad at you and I love you very much and I'm proud of you and I was like thanks mom I love you but I didn't cry but I think I was definitely very emotional about it um and then so that was super easy and I was actually kind of scared that she was going to be mad. So I was happy that that didn't happen. And then I was like, well, since I'm not living with my dad anymore, I moved out. I wasn't living with him anymore. I was like, maybe it doesn't really matter if I am dating a girl or not because I don't see him. So it's not a big deal. But then like I started seeing him again and or no, I called them. I called him and my stepmom and I was like, like, um, I want to come see you guys again and I want to like talk to you and, and be with you guys because I miss you so much and I wish that we had ended things on a better note. And they were like, yeah, and bring your girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, what? And they were like, they were like yeah, like she's so cute. We want to meet her. And I was like, how do you, y'all knew? And they were like, yes, we knew like all this time, like we knew that you were bi and like you, like we, we knew that, or no, they, they were like, we knew that you had a girlfriend and we knew that like you were gay. And so I guess they didn't really know I was bisexual yet. And I just recently like told them that that's what that was. Cause I think they asked like, are you gay or are you bi? And I was like, I'm bi. Um, but they were like, yeah, bring your girlfriend. We want to meet her. Like, she seems like a lovely girl. And like, my dad met her and, and he like hugged her and told her that he loved her and like he hugged me and they like 
now we constantly visit them, me and my girlfriend. We go over there all the time because she now lives like 10 minutes from my house and I live eight minutes from my dad's house. So we drive past there like every day and we constantly say hello and they love her and they love me and they're so accepting and I don't understand why or how it happened, but I am not going to question it. It has been the most like the best experience to have parents who you were terrified of talking to about your your LGBT, you know, life and have them be like, oh, that's great. <laughs> like, that's that's so scary. I'm unbelievably thankful that my parents didn't, you know, brutally, like, like verbally abuse me and not like me anymore or like, you know, kick me out or something. They were like so kind to me about it, which is insane. And I didn't expect that to happen at all. So I'm just so thankful that I, I got to have the good experience. And it makes me sad that other people didn't get to have that experience, you know? But, yeah, I, I think that my coming out was pretty generic. and But it's still, you know, my coming out. So I'm happy about it. We asked Caroline to talk about anything she fears with her identity in society. Instead of worrying about herself, she fears others in the LGBTQ plus community face more struggles and exclusion than she does. Honestly, I'm just kind of worried about, I don't try to worry about myself because I feel like I have it a lot better than a lot of people in that community. And I feel like my identity is more acceptable than most in this community like I feel like trans people have it really really hard and bisexual people have it a lot easier than many because I still like what's what's quote-unquote normal for girls I still like guys but I just like girls and so people are like oh well that's easy to accept but then it's like a guy that likes guys that's crazy. That's absurd. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It's not at all absurd. It's, it's you know, a different situation than what I'm going through. But they're still part of this community. You should still accept them. But I feel like I have more fear for other people than myself because I have it kind of easy. Like, my girlfriend is, um, she's gay. And I feel like she might have it kind of hard, you know, because she likes girls but not guys and that's that's just crazy to me that like people could could hate on her for that and i don't know i feel i feel like it's a lot harder for guys especially in the lgbt community to have to deal with their identities because they're a lot more closeted and you know they deal with their toxic masculinity and whatnot and so it's a frustrating situation for them to have to go through but in general I think that because I'm such a giant activist, I have already fought for myself and the only people that I care about, you know, knowing that I'm gay is my family and my best friends. And if anybody else has an opinion, then, you know, they can take it somewhere else because I don't really care what they have to say because I've already come out. Like, I'm already out. There's nothing for me to be hiding anymore. So I don't feel fear about myself for other people though I am terrified and I would never 
ever wish any harm upon any other person. So when somebody's being threatened or they're dealing with homophobia or transphobia or whatever the case might be, I am constantly trying to stand up for these people because they're in my community. They're, they're my family. Like these are, these are people who are dealing with similar situations like me. And I can imagine myself in this situation. And yes, many times I'm afraid that somebody could do something dangerous towards me. And, and that's horrifying to think about as a, you know, bisexual young woman in this, in this world, I am terrified that something bad could happen to me because I'm part of the, the gay community. But I try not to think about that and I try to think about, well, it could be worse and think about what can I do to prevent these things? What can I do to help other people so that they don't have to deal with these fearful, intrusive thoughts? And that's, I think that's why I'm an activist for this community and that's why I, you know, held so many rallies and did so many protests in Pittsburgh over quarantine because I wanted to protect my community and protect the people from what we're fearing. Do you have a favorite song that you feel fully summarizes who you are? It may be punk music or even classical. To close the episode, we wanted to ask Caroline what one song she feels would best describe who she is. Instead of having one, she describes that she feels she would be many specifically for different moods. Like music is so important to my life and I feel like for me personally I would have to be like a playlist or like an artist or like a specific set of songs like because my music's my my different songs that I listen to they all are connected to different memories and different feelings and colors and I feel like when I'm listening to them, I don't necessarily think of like what I am or like who I am. I more so think about scenes from my life and memories from my life that are like huge and important. It helps me like work through what I'm feeling and thinking and it helps me like dissect it and really like get into that expression of like, this is how I feel right now. I have to deal with it. Identity is more than what we look like on the outside. It is who we are internally. Thank you, Caroline, for talking to us about your story and your identity. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and found Caroline's words as inspiring and eye-opening as we did. Make sure to be on the lookout for a second part of the episode where we will speak with others, including Olivia and Grayson, Miguel and Drina, about what identity is to them and who they are. To close this episode, we would like to give Caroline the last words of our favorite statements from the episode. You don't have to, you know, hate on something because you don't get it. Mm -hmm.